From Revenue Rhino, I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. Today, I have Alex from Umail. Alex, it's really nice to have you on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I'm excited about today's discussion. Maybe to start us off, if you could just tell those listening a bit about yourself, who you are and the company that you're building, what you guys are up to, that'd be awesome. Sure. I'm Alex Kulich. I'm the CEO of Umail. And Umail is a company dedicated to stopping scam and spam phone calls. So we do it in a couple of ways. One is we protect people at the consumer level with our apps. So our apps block unwanted calls, send unwanted voicemail to spam folders, and do some other things. And we also try to block them from being originated at the carrier level. So we provide services that help carriers and also enterprises stop these calls from ever being put on the network in the first place. So we like to think of ourselves as a barbell working on the problem on both ends. Absolutely. So it sounds like to me, based on a bit of our discussion, you're almost taking on a couple markets. Like you're taking on the people that want to stop the calls, and then you're also selling to more enterprise customer. How does that end up like forming your approach to sales? And maybe how has that changed and evolved over time and all this? So it's really interesting because you're absolutely right. And in fact, on the B2B side, we actually have both enterprise and carrier customers. But the way the whole thing works is actually a nice spiral. So we have our consumer business, which drives awareness of Umail. And so people, consumers, have, we've gotten over 10 million people to download our app and install it and use it. And so we've built up a pretty significant consumer base over time. We take all the data we get from that consumer base, and that lets us understand what's actually going on with robocalls. And we use that to produce something called the Umail Robocall Index. So every month when you read somewhere about statistics, oh, there were 4.5 billion robocalls, those numbers almost always come from us. So the consumer business is giving us valuable data. That data then enables us to build services for carriers and for enterprises. And what's really nice is that motivates carriers and enterprises to drive people to get email because then there's better data and they can prevent the calls from happening in the first place. So we've tried to build a little bit of a flywheel here to help us grow the business. Now you asked about sales. So what helps us with sales is we've always been a product-led growth company. So on the consumer business, it's put the app out there, leverage the app stores, leverage some viral-ish features in the app, leverage word of mouth. Don't spend a huge amount on advertising. We do advertise to grow a little faster, but really let it just grow organically, build up this big base. We started applying that same product-led growth approach to sales on the carrier and enterprise side. So specifically, we created an API. And the API was, let me find out if a phone number is good or bad, right? And so we put that out there and people would search for, can I find reputation of a phone number? And it would pop up and we'd start getting carriers and call centers, even some enterprises looking at that to try to understand what's going on. And so that's the first way it informed us was, let's be a product-led growth company to sales on either side. That's cool. So you've created these products and services that kind of attract the folks that you eventually want to sell the bigger system to, do you charge for those? Do you charge the consumer to use the app or for the API use, or is it a complete like marketing play on that? The consumer business is premium. So there is a free offering of email, which basically does a couple things. It 
prevents a known spammer list, like the worst million numbers from getting through. And it labels any voicemails that get through that says, okay, this is a Medicare scam and it puts in a spam folder, right? It also gives you a better visual voicemail just to be able to build that service. That's all free. There's then layers of functionality for consumers. So we have a paid version that guarantees no robocalls for consumers. It plays a CAPTCHA. So any number you don't recognize has to enter one, two or whatever to get through could buy robocalls, right? And then there's extensions where you can get another phone number you can use for your business features, your business phone line features, and so on. So that's the consumer side. We On the data side, when we started with our data service, it was an API where you got a thousand dips for free. So you could just dip every month, first thousand lookups, totally free, find out what's going on with numbers. And then if you needed more, you'd have to come to us. And so we thought that was the best way to learn the market. So we thought we had an idea that people would look up their numbers once a day to make sure the number they're making calls from is good. Or a carrier would look up troublesome customers to see if they, were, that they found bad behavior on a number that was one of them. We thought that's how it would start. But then we started finding very quickly as we talked to these carriers, they actually wanted to do more. They were actually saying, I just want to watch all my numbers. So I've got 2 million phone numbers out there as a wholesale VoIP provider. I want to know which ones are bad. So I can use your API, but that's 2 million dips a day, or is it, am I dipping every hour? Am I dipping every week? It became all this crazy complexity. And so we said, we'll just build a service. And so the service is called Watch, and you give us your numbers, and we'll just tell you when things happen, when, we, when our base sees problems. And so the fact we gave it for free enabled us to create another product, which then does require more effort to sell. It's a service. It's not a simple API. Right. So the carrier has to be able to give us phone numbers. They have a dashboard. They can watch them. There's alerting mechanisms. And that's where we have a salesperson to go after the carrier, explain what's going on, negotiate the deal, understand what their needs are, understand the size of their watch list, how many numbers they have to watch. You, what is their problem? And so that's been very interesting for us because the revenue isn't coming from the product-led growth at all. It's coming from the sales side where we can talk to, to a customer, understand their needs and position our services correctly for them. That's interesting. So just to clarify, what strategies do you use to say, convert like one of these leads per se into an actual customer? And you said that's coming from the salesperson. Do they, are they picking up like the phone a lot or what does that look like? What's great is when you get the lead coming in, they're using the data API. They're then ask us, well, what's the price to scale? How would I use this to scale? They have questions. So it's consultative sales. Right, We can then contact them and say, hey, let's have a quick phone call. We'll walk you through a little presentation, explain different cases here, and let's see which one is you. Let's understand your needs, go through a standard discovery process, and then have that conversation. And once you have that conversation, it's a pretty standard sales process from there. And what's great is a lot of folks will be, well, I don't really, I just want to get a price. I'm only going to have a small number of dips. We can filter them out. It's just they're not a valuable customer. They're not what we're looking for. We probably can't help them. Absolutely. So how do you manage the pipeline then and forecast? Is it a direct correlation between the amount of people using the app and the amount of API like requests? Can you boost those up and then it boosts sales or how does that work? Actually, what's really interesting is the size of our consumer user base doesn't really help the sales on the B2B side other than brand reputation. It's likely someone's heard of us. We can show the data we've collected is unique. Nobody else has got it. There's a bunch of benefits, but it's not a direct correlation. What's really driving sales for us on the carrier side is 
carriers believe they have a need to comply with FCC and other regulations and there are problems with their network. So for example, the government may trace back a call to that carrier that's illegal and say, we, you have to stop these illegal calls. If it's just one, nobody cares. When it starts becoming one a day or one a week or some higher level, then that carrier is like, I've got a problem. I've got to figure out how to get rid of some of my traffic. And so what's the best way to do it? It's let's Google, let's search, let's see what email has. And then we start a discussion that way. So some of the APIs where people are looking for API, it's because they're driven by a regulatory need, right? They need to comply. And so that's helpful in some sense, because we can show them, here's what we do for you. And this will put you into compliance, right? We will help you find the bad customers quickly and you can filter them. It's a double-edged sword because sometimes a lot of these carriers don't necessarily want to be in compliance. I don't mean that in that they want to be doing illegal things. They just worry about losing revenue. And they're like, well, I just want to get rid of the bad, the really bad stuff at some small amount, but I don't want to start getting into other telemarketing problems and other stuff because that's my business. So we've had to figure out where's the right place to draw the line. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's touch on the content a bit because you mentioned building this big consumer base of people using the app and all that. Is most of the content advertising, that type of thing focused on that? Or is it more on the B2B side? What does that landscape look like for you? On the B2C side, it's really an ASO problem of app stores having the right content. It's the right videos on the website that explain how the app works. It's stuff inside the app to get people to upgrade. The more interesting content that we have to produce is for the carriers and for the enterprises. And so that's where we need to actually create white papers that explain to a carrier, here's our service. And we haven't really talked about it, but we also have an enterprise play, which is if you're a large financial institution, you really don't want robocalls that are out there pretending to be you. You don't want imposter robocalls that are tricking people because ultimately you can be responsible. If there's an account money transfer, you're responsible for making people whole. And so we have a bunch of content around that. Here's the scams that are out there. Here's how we can stop them. Like it's educating the market on what's doable. A lot of folks don't understand, a lot of enterprises don't understand we can actually stop some of the worst robocalling campaigns. And here's a process by which we do it. I like that. Yeah, because I think I've gotten those texts where it'll be some prominent bank or something that everyone knows their name and it's clearly not them, it's scammers. But you, if you're that bank, you don't want your name associated with that. Absolutely. And in fact, we've got three of the top 25 financial institutions now working with us. And so that, that's been based on being able to educate them on what's possible. There's a lot of education that your problem can actually go away. It's just, here's what's needed to do it. Absolutely. What's ahead? What opportunities are you looking at in the coming year? What sorts of strategies are you putting in play? What's this next year going to look like for you guys? We're really excited about the financial sector for enterprise and stopping imposter scams. So we're putting a lot of effort now into going to all the right shows and using data and examples anonymously, but of our current clients to show what we could do. And words getting around that, oh, these guys work with email and their problem went away. And so that's really helpful, right? So we're actually staffing up and putting a lot of effort to go do that and just picking one vertical and really focusing on that vertical. Second thing we're doing is on the service provider side, a couple of things. We've actually brought in a really high-powered VP of sales who has great connections and who can move this from an expense kind of issue to maybe a revenue generator. So I mentioned carriers don't want to lose traffic necessarily 
because that's valuable to them. But if we can show them how a lot of these carriers work with call centers, they can drive revenue with our services, that becomes much more interesting to them. It's like, okay, I'm gonna lose some traffic, but I'll get more revenue for the traffic I have because now it's guaranteed safe traffic and I can make the customers pay for that, pay for those checks and that validation. And so we're starting to staff up on the service provider side and changing our message around, not just being in compliance, but this is actually an opportunity to generate some revenue. And then the third thing is we're working with channel partners. There's a lot of folks who are out there selling to carriers now to the wholesale VoIP space. We'd like to get our services embedded in what they sell. So it becomes a package deal. And we have some of those channel partnerships. I think we've already announced a few, but I think we'll have a lot more coming in the next quarter. So three big ways to try to tack the market. On the consumer side, it's more of the same. We're just optimizing the process and just growing steadily where it's efficient. We don't want to spend a fortune to get new customers. So finding that right pat, right amount of spend where you can grow profitably, that's the key. Absolutely. Awesome stuff, Alex. Really appreciate you joining the podcast today and sharing all your wisdom and insights. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a lot of fun. Absolutely.